Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Fans in Motion podcast, the only podcast that you didn't know you needed. I say to my one friend staring back at me, Josh, there's no time like the time that we had. It's crazy how you turn on a dime. And damn what's left of your money that your money can't buy. I'm laughing because the run that we had. Say hello, Josh. Yo, uh, what song is that? Running out of time? Or running like out that? of time. Yes. By our um, boys. Because that's how I feel today. I'm running out of time. I feel like wow. I just woke up a few hours ago. Oh, very good. Bad. And maybe I did. Oh, shit. But Lord. it's it's actually, what is it? Uh, it's, uh, it's 545 my time, local time. Need, quarter to the hour, 545 after the hour. We need uh, some of that Jack Blades energy. I'm telling um, you, man, I would do anything for some of that right now. Like a little spider monkey, man. Uh so uh yeah it's uh been a few weeks it's um life's been good we're back at it missing i won't say missing but not present the absence of one member so uh uh, we got that stuck stuck with just josh and i today tonight you got that in your pro column so it's all uh, it's all good so uh lead us there andrew well, so uh, the last episode we did was, was of course, ranking the Shaw Blades album. Uh, it seemed like a handful of people were really, I think the same way I was with it. Like I'd forgotten about this album until we talked about it. And I then went and re-listened to it. And I was like, yeah, I forgot how much I actually enjoyed this album. And I, that's some of the posts that I saw was people like doing the, oh man, yeah, this was a great album. And I believe there was one or two people who'd never, I guess, heard the album. So hopefully yeah. that, you know, the Shaw Blades got two or three sales this week. <laughs> well, uh, there were a couple of people who weren't aware of the record. And I think that's one thing we always are in our mindset. We know every, you know, we think everybody knows everything that's Jack's released or, or whatever. And uh, a lot of people don't think like we do when it comes to music or they're yeah. just now getting into it. I mean, Shaw Blades 1995 that's that's a lifetime ago that's what 30 yeah. 25 27 something I don't know it's a year I graduated so uh yeah. whatever uh long fucking time um so yeah I got some hate mail on this one too uh hate so, mail hate from mail. who oh, all kinds of people Bobby right. Shaw so, well no I don't know <laughs> uh so BB Kilma uh on you the YouTube page yeah. I disagree the vehemently with josh so just not disagree but uh but they must like the scene from um a few good men yeah, you object you, but no 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 i strenuously object yeah uh you write song you write songs and music and lyrics that come from your heart if people embrace it great if they don't find but whenever you do something for commercial success it comes across as insincere and fake thanks secret of my success i like that jack and tommy were true to who they wanted to be and not what the record company wanted them to be I agree a little bit with that, with, you know, this, the big life record Jack's come out and said, you know, they were kind of writing for hits differently than how they had written in the past, but the leap from uh, seven wishes to big life isn't that big a leap. Right. I mean, uh, the leap from man in motion, the damn Yankees, the, the, these leaps, even, night ranger 80s to feeding off the mojos not that big a leap you know they're rock records 
damn Yankees night Ranger to the Shaw blades record. That's a bigger leap. All right. And I tell you what, a lot of these guys wouldn't be in business if they didn't think commercially uh, and write to be a little bit commercial. Oh, sure. Uh, uh, And that's why you, you have records I mean, you have Tommy Shaw doing The Great Divide, which is a bluegrass album, but it's different now in 2012 or whenever that was released to where it's just a, a small label and whatever. I mean, we're still talking major label, 1995, you got one shot at this. Uh, yeah, I want them to somewhat remain true, but you know, you know, if they're writing from their heart, you're not going to get a damn Yankees record all the way through, I guess. You see what I'm saying? Like you're going to have a couple more ballads. You're going to have this. You got to like think commercially. Okay. We were wanting to be a rock band. We got Ted. All right. Let's take a few ballads off. And, you know, they've, they decided, you know, Hey, just one high enough. And it's still something that they've, they've done. I mean, even on what crazy world, the late, you know, the label decided, Hey, we didn't want, another ballad on the record so uh you know i mean you can write from the heart and go off in whatever direction you want to but you're not going to stay in business too long especially back then i mean now jack blades could go out and do a country record his country record's going to sell three thousand copies and his rock record's going to sell three thousand copies because it's hardcore fans buying it almost no matter what yeah that's where we're at now you know it's it's not like hey we're releasing this single and oh who's this let's let's buy it a little bit different back then and plus the environment height of grunge so yeah i mean you could have done something you know in a little bit different but man they went completely different and all right you know if you want to make that argument uh you know, they did what they wanted and the album sales wise bombed and they got dropped and they didn't get a chance to do another record. So, I mean, you got to be a little bit commercial. <laughs> it's the, yeah. it's, it's the record business, not, you know, record, you know, the music, oh, business, not music, follow your heart business. Yeah. Um, anyways, but you know, I like the opinions. I, it's just, that's my opinion and that's his and that's fine. And I don't know if the record company, uh, you know, where he wrote who they wanted to be and not what the record company wanted to be. I don't know what the record company wanted and not wanted. I just know that when the album wasn't selling, they pulled that, you know, probably. You have everything. to believe that, like you, again, you said the record, it's record business. So what they wanted was sales. Yep. There's not many record labels that go, hey, we just do what you want. And we'll, we'll continue to back you because it just that's not the way the business works. But I can appreciate artists who do what they want. I mean, one of my favorite artists is a small independent artist who does what he wants. He does not make a lot of money selling albums. Mm-hmm. He makes a lot of money producing and writing for other people, but his music is not commercially successful. But he's okay with that. He's accepted that. He's like, hey, I, I got a small fan base. They're loyal as hell. He plays a handful of shows in the Midwest, sells them out, goes back to producing Pink, hmm. makes his well, money. 
that's and, and that's fine. But he's also not on a label. He puts it out himself. And here's, but again, it's 2022 and not 1985, 1995. Yeah, I mean, um, any person could pull that off was Prince back in the day. And, Prince did what he wanted to do, but it was and, also very commercial. And Warner Brothers pushed us. I remember walking, you know, that's again, the height of grunge. I remember walking in to one of the music stores in the mall and they had promo flats of Shaw Blades up. I'm like, holy yeah. shit, you know, who sees that? You know, yeah. and you got a lot of these bands didn't have record deals. This is 1995. Yep. Uh, they're getting dropped, warrants and poisons. I mean, Poison oh, yeah. re- recorded a record for Capitol Records in 96 and Capitol Records said, yes, we'll take it because um, we have an obligation on the contract to take the, re- you know, we, yeah. we have to, t- we, we need another record from you. Okay. You made one. We don't really care what it is. We'll take it fulfill the contract and not release it and just pay him and get done with it it was easier to take the record be the contract done than to pay him out which damn yankees eventually right got same thing they had one more record on the warner brothers uh the contract and they paid him a million dollars i think that's what Um, i've heard that a million dollars to just walk away and you got to think back then how much are you going to spend on you know, studio times and stuff like that and promoting it. And, you know, it's probably yeah. just easier just to write it off. And um, yeah, fine. Fiscally, it's a better move just to cut the million dollars and walk away. Yep. So you're going to spend that probably in studio time and promotion. But, uh, and let's see here what well, we got. Dan R. Um, he disagreed with me to say Tommy didn't have anything going before Damn Yankees is wrong. Tommy and the other members of Six had all said in separate interviews that they already had an agreement to return to Sticks before Damn Yankees started. They had to wait until Dennis DeYoung was done. The solo album came out in 88 during that time. Tommy instead Ted started jam. So I wonder if Tommy was seriously thinking about honoring his commitment to return to Sticks. And that's why they asked Emmett to join as a backup plan. Um, then Tommy decided to stay with DY. Uh, possible. We we the only thing I really know is you know, Jack. According to Rick's interviews, Jack's the one that called him. To me, it makes more sense that there's a Tommy thing. But um, when you when I when you say Tommy didn't have anything going before going, Damian Yankees is wrong. Well, here's the thing: is a few a couple of things. Tommy always, and he's talked about this in interviews, and other other people have kind of said it is. You know, Tommy kind of like wanted to be in the cool band, and he looked at Sticks at that time as not cool, like coming out of Kilroy and everything. Yeah, I see. All right. So, um, and he's always been kind of the rocker along with JY. So now in '88, they're going to let's get back together because the other three guys in Sticks had nothing going on. The the brothers and JY. Tommy's solo record deal, they're not redoing it. None of those records took off. Uh, Dennis DeYoung, his records weren't really going anywhere, but he had this one more record that had been recorded. And, you know, so he kind of told him now he had him and Hod before. And and then kind of said, well, we got to wait because I got to do this record. And I think it was Boom Child or something like that. So, and there's a photo out there of Tommy, JY, and the brothers together but again what are they doing why did they break up in the first place dennis right 
And now they're trying to get back together. And what's holding everything back up? Dennis. Yeah. It's the same thing. So, yeah, did Tommy have something to go to? Yeah, but it's like crawling back to your ex-wife. Uh, so when the damn Yankees thing turned started, you know, coming up, uh, you know, he jumped on it. The way I've seen everything is, and damn Yankees was bigger than that Sticks reunion. Sticks got lucky with the Persian Gulf War and Show Me the Way. I mean, that album was dead until the war kicked off and radio stations started playing Show Me the Way. Um, so that's the only thing that really saved that Sticks record. But I mean, look at the photos I mean, of Sticks from that 1990 era. Uh, a bunch of goofy looking guys. <laughs> all right. Uh, and, you know, JY's got a perm and wearing the two tone, like the Garth Brooks shirts and stuff, you know, with the multi colors and Dennis DeYoung, you know, goofy looking guy, you know, looks like your uncle. Uh, and so I just, you know, so that argument of, well, Tommy has this big sticks thing to go back to. It's a steady thing. You know, you're going to at least play some shows and have an album to put out. But damn Yankees was new, fresh, hip. Yeah. And um, was the rocking thing that Tommy had wanted and kind of has turned sticks into now a little bit. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, Dan, I uh, get what you're saying, but if Tommy had another exit from getting back to going to sticks, he would take it, and he did. Um, and he, but he said that he always liked the contrast and sound the lyrics that don't talk to me anymore. Sounds like someone tried to make it work with someone they cared about, just got beaten down emotionally, and they just gave up. So see how he looks at it um, completely different. Um, you know, it's weird. Like when these people have different opinions, I accept them. But if they come from you or especially Brent, they're fucking wrong. Um, and I think uh, that's just you showing respect to the other people. Um, and, uh, you know. So, uh, and then Jeffrey Leatherwood said he heard the Rick Emmett story early in 91, um, said he was also approached to join Asia. So, um, but B.B. Kilmer also said that the, he agreed with me that the album disappointed him on the first listen as well. And then he grew to love it. Um, by the way, he said Ted always made more money from touring than writing and recording. So he didn't agree that he got bigger checks than when he was with them. Dan Yankees. You got to remember back then, you didn't make your money off the touring. You made OK money, but your money came from record sales and radio plays and that's something that he was not getting for a decade, you know, and there wasn't really classic rock in the late eighties. You know, there was a few stations, but you know, so you might get some cat scratch fever stranglehold royalties, but it's nothing like it is today where, you know, classic rock dominates, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, rock radio. But uh, um, so your money didn't come from touring. It just didn't pay like it did. I mean, think about how much your concert tickets were, even in comparison to like inflation and everything. Yeah. Um, your money, you're, you're, you toured to promote records back then. And you got to think, um, you know, you have a 
what three four time platinum record suddenly you know and you had and you've only had a couple back in the 70s i think you had maybe three and suddenly that money is coming in you're a third writer on every song and then you're a third writer on high enough you know high a enough few spins yeah um so uh and there is stuff if you find it where people in the loop have said you know why why you know why ted why is ted there well ted was raking in the cash that's why ted was there um so uh you know you can think that but uh i will say you're wrong i gotta tell you real quick uh so i told you i was uh prior to recording i was uh with some friends up at the cabin in red river gorge and one of them uh, gary is the guy who helps us with some of our uh, artwork and stuff big fan and he listened to the uh he listened to the shawl blades episode and he said i was genuinely surprised that not all three of us had picked i stumble in as the number one song he's like it's clearly the best song on the album yeah i mean it's and i was like yeah it's but i said yeah if it wasn't one it was two right everybody else had it at two or i had it at one you know what's funny but I said, you know, they're wrong. He said, yeah, they were. They were actually wrong on that that rankings. <laughs> so, you know, this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about me seeing Eric and then going down to Waukegan. And I talked to Jack and we were talking and um, I mentioned we did Shaw Blades. We ranked the, rec- the songs and I mentioned that my number one was um, oh, uh I, no, I, don't, I, I, don't I got I, I got don't talk to me anymore in my head i can't live without you as my number one and he's and he said that uh he always liked i stumbled in so not saying that's his favorite but he just mentioned in passing he always liked even I jack agrees with me yep so uh there you go so this episode though this episode is on the road with night ranger a little bit some stories i got and uh, we're going to do the 12-inch Night Ranger singles. So 12-inch singles, back in the 80s, you had 45s, which you'd buy commercially, the small ones. But you also had 12-inch singles, which were more promotional records. Uh, 12-inch singles, uh, play, they were 30, you know, played 33 speed. And they, the grooves were bigger. They, the audio was supposed to be better. So radio stations would have them and the sound would be better than playing it either from a record, you know, the, the full length record or from a 45. So these are mostly sent out promotions for radio stations. So we're going to go through them. Um, There's, you know, there's one for about every single, Uh, there are some variations. Um, Some of them aren't the prettiest looking, but there is some unique stuff that you will never find in anything else. Um, you won't find in the 45 or on a record yeah. so that's you know why we'll cover that it's not that you know it's there's like i said it's nothing earth shattering except for a few but we'll go through them and um, it's kind of neat to see them and you see the progression through the record labels and everything so um and then like i said we'll talk about i went and met eric up in milwaukee um so he was playing with under the street lamp we hung out next day we drove down to Waukegan and hung out with the Night Ranger guys and we'll talk about all of that in this new episode of Fans in Motion.
I talked well, a lot. So do you have any Shaw blades? Any Night Ranger news that's new and oh, I'm sure there's date wise. Well, let's see here. We're going to release this actually tomorrow, so not this weekend, but next weekend, Record Store Day, April 23rd. Oh yeah. Um, you have two one. Night Ranger releases. You have the full length record of somewhere in California, which I got promo copy somewhere, but I don't know where it's at. But uh, so you have that full length record. It's a gatefold on blue vinyl. I think it's going to retail about thirty two bucks. Uh, Brent had talked to a record store, and they had some of that information. So uh, thirty two dollars for the full-length record is somewhere in california i think there's a thousand copies uh pacific blue vinyl and then there's 1500 copies of wasted time it's at 45 it's going to be 19.99 so if you're still stuck in 19 you know 85 and 45s cost a buck 99 or whatever get out of it um that's just how much a 45 usually is anymore so it's a green vinyl, which I picked out, I would like to claim. And um, it's got two new songs, Wasted Time and Free. Um, and they're both killer songs. Uh, me and Jack actually talked about both of those tracks um, in Waukegan. So uh, two new tracks, green vinyl, a waste of time. And then you got the, um, you got the uh, Somewhere in California coming out on vinyl for the first time so that's you know fun and exciting to have um coming out night ranger news there's a lot of concerts being announced i'm going to kind of go through some of those and um just give a brief rundown of what's going on or what's uh, coming up the other big thing is uh brad missed some shows so he missed what the uh the florida show down in Newport Ritchie, the Waukegan show, and I think the week before, um, wherever the hell they were at, uh, um, well, where were they? Oklahoma, Miami, Oklahoma. So uh, um, Brad had hurt his leg, made traveling very uncomfortable because he couldn't move. So it was more like the plane and everything. So uh, they just told him to heal and he was back last weekend um so uh one thing uh you know i since last time is uh uh the drummer for foo fighters um or hawkins yes that guy uh he passed away um and so i got with jack and um kelly and um they wanted to put you know something together so put that together on the the page i was surprised it got fifty thousand likes like i was not that it got that many likes that that many people see it because facebook usually you know kind of limits how much stuff goes out from these pages um and uh so you had you know that night ranger mentioned on fox news this this uh she's to me i i didn't really like it because she's like i spend money on stupid shit and like yeah stupid shit's going to go see night ranger now if you said i spend stupid shit i bought you know 
10 copies of the same night ranger record like i did yeah that, all right fucking yeah um, but i thought it was like oh you know like like a backhanded compliment yeah and so that, i mean that's kind of what i wrote like we'd like to think night ranger tickets are actually a great and sound investment so <laughs> uh um you know but that was on uh on fox news and all right so with uh Oh, and Joel Hoekstra announced, you know how we did that, they did that campfire tour. They're doing that again, probably in August, you know, no dates or anything, but uh, if you guys want to see a cool show, we talked about in the last yeah. episode, Joel Hoekstra and uh, Brandon Gibb go out and they do this little tour, kind of an acoustic tour, play all kinds of tracks and everything. Um, so if you get a chance to go see it, they said they're going to do it again in um august i think it was so tour dates they're announcing tons of them go to just google night ranger link tree that will take you to the link tree where it'll show you everything you just hit the button takes you right to where you need to get tickets website sometimes a little slower to get uh up get updated but uh if you like the night ranger page you're going to see everything that's going on sale if you go to Fans in Motion Facebook or Twitter um, and, the, and the Instagram, but definitely those two, you're going to find out usually about it before the Night Ranger page because we can only post once every 24 hours on the Night Ranger page. So I'm always pushing stuff to Fans in Motion, usually first. So if you want to get all the information first, go to Fans in Motion. So they're playing uh, next weekend with sticks in florida they got a show in texas let's see here so they're in you know nevada next month god i want to go to billings montana and see them june 1st middle of june they're going to be over overseas at sweden rock festival um and they're going to be doing a show in switzerland as well some shows that have been announced just recently uh, june 24 toledo ohio which i will be there uh coralville iowa july 3rd so that's a newer one it's on there um a couple of shows where they're opening up for kid rock minot and cheyenne 22nd 27th of july july 23rd wilmington ohio rock the block all of us will be there andrew brent and myself oh. alaska july 30th i need to go to that a couple ohio shows that um i'll be at fort wayne well i guess i'll Indiana and Ohio. Yeah. Fort Wayne, August 10th. Marysville, August 11th. Um, some newer shows that's been announced. Gibson City, Illinois, August 20th. Um, the next day, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, August 21st, which is Monsters on the Mountain, which is a three-day rock festival. Uh, that day, like, God, Nelson and a whole bunch of people were on the um, on the, the venue or on the, uh, the lineup for just that day. They finally got a West Coast date there. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's in Washington, September 2nd. Um, the Rock Legends cruise in February. So, um, so yeah, the Monsters on the Mountain is... Um, so, Night Ranger is the headlining on the final night, Sunday night. Um, so, it's Night Ranger, Firehouse, Vixen, Nelson, Brother Kane, Pat Travers, Crazy Licks, uh, Soto, Beeler, Michael Sweet, um, and a few others. So that's just the lineup for Sunday. 
Um, Friday, you got Cinderella's Tom Kiefer, Extreme, Yingve, Quiet Riot, Richie Kotzen, Kip Winger, Autograph, Lillian Axe, and a few others. Um, Saturday, Queensryche Striper, uh, Rat, Stephen Piercy, Dangerous Toys, Eclipse, John Karabi, Enough's Enough, and a few others. So, uh, we, I was down there with them at the last one, a very cool place down in what Gatlinburg, right in the center. Um, very cool, very nice venue. Um, that's the one where Vince Neal fell yeah. and broke some ribs. So, the uh, famous Vince Neal show. Um, yeah. So, and, uh, is there seating there? Or is that all just standing? It's room? seating, but they allow you to stand. And I think they allowed you to go up front a little bit. Um, don't quote me on that. Like, I wasn't really out front when I did go yeah. see some of the show i was more i was standing in the back so i do know they allow, allowed people to stand that was you know that was something and i think they allowed people to kind of go up but it is seating so i don't know if it's general admission like yeah, you know because you didn't you, you went to band so um yeah so but they you had a band like i don't think you actually had tickets they would give you like a like a wristband, a wristband and yeah. it was good you know one was good for three days or whatever one was good for the day so i don't know if there's actually assigned seating or not so someone on the page can answer that for us but there you go uh, lots of night ranger tour dates out probably there. many more coming too there are a few more there's a few a couple more west coast shows that should be coming um but really we, there's you know we're most of them are, have been announced there's a few still straggling but um uh but yeah, the, uh, um, you know, there was just a lot announced over the last couple of weeks. So uh, I feel bad for everybody down south and everybody on the east coast, on the actual coast, the east coast and actual west coast, because now you got to remember these shows were all, all put into work at the early part of the yeah. year. So um, I can guarantee you if everything remains calm COVID wise, 2023 um you know when every you know when they're starting to schedule stuff and everything's open you're going to see it it be a little bit more spread out so there you go yeah. there is your night ranger news i mean we're we're lucky here in the midwest because this band and a lot of other shows that we bands that we like it kind of their bread and butters right here in this midwest and yeah. you have so many opportunities to see bands because they play close enough you know, especially there in Ohio. I mean, you're so close to you know, I mean, Illinois, if, Indiana, Michigan, if Pittsburgh, if you have to, Kentucky, if, Virginia. If you're a six-hour drive person, right? Yeah. And you're in, let's say, Columbus, like I basically am. Six hours is Nashville, Knoxville, you know, Indianapolis is three. Six hours, St. Louis. Six hours, Chicago. Yeah. Uh, six and a half, seven, Philadelphia. You know, six hours, Buffalo. I mean... You know, I mean, like you could, if you really and, wanted to, and that's where they tour. Yeah, um, because a lot of these places, like they, you know, they have these these state fairs or these county fairs. You know, that's their season, and they get on it early, and they book the bands that are going to draw a pretty decent crowd. Yeah, and Night Rangers, luckily, is one of them. So we're lucky. Like, uh, God, it's kicking off in you know June, we got Toledo where I'm at, and then I'll probably be at. The you know, I will be at the Wilmington show in July, and then, then you get the two Kentucky shows. Well, that that er, er, but 
one Kentucky show. Edit. Um, <laughs> you got, well, we just, I didn't, I don't know. I don't think I even mentioned that. I must, do I need to put that on? I need to put that on Linktree. Um, Mount Vernon, Kentucky. That show was just announced yesterday or today, went on sale. Um, so that is Renfro Valley. Yeah, Pretty big thing. I've seen it off the side. I've never been there. Um, so Mount Vernon, Kentucky, uh, Saturday night, August 10th, maybe. Um, so, um, uh, you know, so that show was announced. So yeah, they got the two, you got the one in September and then you got, uh, there's a couple in August and there's some more stuff coming. So, uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of shows if you're in the Midwest. So, you know, get your get your car's oil going, lucky, tires lucky us. hooked up and uh and uh you know, hit the road, man. Come on so, out. What else, Josh? Anything else new you need uh news-wise you need to talk about? Nah, I think that's it. You Anything know. new you want to share with oh, the, I'm the sure tens of listeners we have? We got more than that. Um so let's see here. Let's do I just grabbed a couple things. So I got this. This is one of these records that would have been sent to radio stations. Like, you know, tune in Saturday night. We have Captured Live this week, Night Ranger. Um, so this is from 1984. You can see Captured Live, Night Ranger. All right. Uh, here is the, yeah, whatever the, call sheet where it has everything you know the dj needs to know when it's coming out of the program queue and everything else it's a uh, two record set so it was for broadcast the week of february 27th 1984 um and uh even though the songs are in different order this is the same concert as um the uh the live show that they filmed in japan for the midnight madness tour so there's that dvd that's out there and yep. the laser disc so it's the same audio but they redid like they they started off with touch of madness whereas in the actual show if you played all the way through it starts with play rough but it is the same audio. I did check it. So um, something you don't see it much of, but uh, captured live RKO radio network. So something new there. Love it. And every now and then you get these weird little things. A lot of times promos are harder to find than the stock copies, right? But not always not, but that's not always the case. Uh, you all right there, cramp boy? Yeah, my leg got stiff. I have to move it from it, but I'm I'm with you. <laughs> uh, I'm too I'm getting too old, man. I gotta it just yeah, got to really tight too, for some reason. Getting too old to sit. Uh I am. I need to still get a standing work <laughs> desk. Um, so uh it's actually somewhat easier to find promo copies of Man in Motion than stock copies because no one bought it on vinyl. No one bought the record really to begin with, but they yeah. really weren't buying it on vinyl but they still sent out all the promos on vinyl. So most of the copies you'll find are um, prom or are, are the promos. So one thing that's hard to find out there, it's not hard to find the single 
the 45 for Young Girl in Love, but it's hard to find the stock copy. So you can see that there's nowhere that it says promotional copy. Yeah. I guess if I wanted to, I could get the promo. But anyways, most of the ones you will see will say promotional, not for sale. They sent out a ton of promos for it and the song never took off. So they didn't, they probably just never press too many of these because there was no demand for it. So finding a stock copy of the 45 for a young girl in love is kind of hard. It's not worth that much, but it's kind of hard. Uh, so, I mean, I literally just got it. How many, how all the shit I have now, not that I really, until I did this podcast, started breaking it down. You know, what do I have? Yeah. What do I don't have. Uh, but yes, just for the last couple of years, you know, I've seen it, you know, some places and they would have it, you know, 20 bucks. Why don't I pay 20 bucks? So uh, do you know what the B side is? Give me a, well, so give me a hint. But yeah, I, it's, I, it's off Dawn Patrol, fucker. I have no, um, is it Night Ranger? That is incorrect. It is the greatest Night Ranger song ever. Call my name. Oh, that's wonderful, man. They should have flipped that bad boy over like Flip uh, the, it over like the DJs Beth. did with Beth from Kiss. So there you go. That is some new stuff. Awesome. Yep. I made a short, nice, sweet, and simple. So now we have the fans in motion news where brent usually shines but he is unavailable today so well there's a couple other things i wanted to talk about uh, i guess it'd be under night ranger news i don't know we'll put it all in everything so i think i know we are influencing night ranger collecting doesn't even matter if it's just five people it takes just a few people to bid shit up because they want it right this went for $167, which is the eight track for Midnight Madness. $167. Um, there's eight tracks made of Dawn Patrol, Midnight Madness, Seven Wishes. It's kind of crazy, but you'll see Seven Wishes more than you will the others, okay? Um, and I used to be like, if I could get it for 40 or 50 bucks, I may buy it. And I would see him out there occasionally. So that sold for $167. A week earlier, someone had Seven Wishes and Midnight Madness sold for 150, 150. So the eight, the eight tracks are just going crazy. <laughs> Andrew, wish i had some of those <laughs> i i'm, I'm kind of losing you here so i don't know if it's going to show up on the actual uh what's going on i don't know i can hear you now at least um but uh but yeah 167 dollars so um we had april fools as well uh brent made this what is it? The fake Faco presents the Circuit City exclusives. Hey. So, so there are those guys. Um, and then I did this, and I only posted it for a short amount of time because Brad was missing for those for the weekend, and I did not want to uh, 
you know, start anything because people will believe about anything. But um, so uh, there. Eric yeah. Levy fires Brad Gillis. So if you remember <laughs> last year, it was Eric uh, Eric Levy fires Jack Blades. He just wasn't pulling his weight. This year, Eric Levy fires Brad Gillis. My jazz fusion goals for the band are near complete. So there you, there you go. The best. Um, so, all right. So what else do we got? Uh, Dave Nadalman, friend of the page, went to the uh, show down in Florida. Um, Jeffrey Ward posted some cool photos of the um, Waukegan show. Mike uh, Brun had a giveaway for an autographed Night Ranger CD. Melissa won that. Um, Way to go! How cool was that? Um, Jerry Beach, uh, uh, friend of the show, posted something about going to see Night Ranger August 11th, 1997. And he posted a, a few photos. Here's one of him with Fitz and Kelly Kagi. There you go. Um, one thing I. I went to us here. I'll do that later. Uh, we have a guy that's on the page, David Lowry. He's been posting some guitar solos that he's been doing. Um, I guess you, we could have put this in Night Ranger News. Uh, Kelly sent me an email, had this uh, link, uh, and we wrote something up and put it up. So there is kind of like an unreleased Kelly Kagi track. He, yeah. A couple friends of his wrote that, and he sang on it back in the late 80s or early 90s. Um, so it's a track it's 30 some years old um, but uh, we were able to um, release you know that and get that out there um, someone posted about the fake pages there are just we're battling it non-stop yeah. uh, and getting stuff verified it's not as easy as it used to be so um, if you got any questions you're listening to this track you know it's Put something, you know, just get a hold of us somehow. I will tell you which one's the real page for Kelly Kagi and Jack Blades. Um, now, I've been seeing other artists too and posting like everybody, something's everybody. going on. Yeah. I, I, and again, I don't know what the purpose of other people doing. I don't know what you get from it unless you can find a way for people to kind of I, scam you. But I think they, yeah, I mean, I've seen just people like interacting with these people and, you know, some people just believe it. And, um it's just crazy so um john juanito davy posted some pics from i think the uh florida show there wade no no that was been uh the uh, lake tahoe show maybe yeah he's out in the cow he's on the west coast um wade lucas posted some cool photos from the uh tahoe show as well there's a long along with steve romig which i think i used one of his photos for the night ranger page um uh John also posted you know, a picture of the, the Carrie Kelly stickers, but um, a guitar, new guitar pick that's out there, uh, which I don't even have. I didn't even see those in Waukegan. Yeah. Um, not that I really looked, but um, so some cool. new 40th. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Ann making some Night Ranger pantalones. There, there you, you go. go. Um, Amy Lee's daughter uh, is learning the bass and was playing some Don't Tell Me You Love Me there. So rock on. Hey, today is the 40th anniversary of Brad Gillis playing his first show on the Diary of the Madman tour with Ozzy Osbourne. So that was posted on Ozzy's page today. And Tom Heisen 
uh, has a Ford Ranger out in California. I mean, everything's perfect on it. Look at that. That was great. You know, the California license plate, the Ranger. I mean, just, you know, you don't yeah. get, you don't get better than that. I That's mean, pretty cool. So there you go. There's some fans of motion stuff, you know, uh, I haven't seen Shape and Chapin on there for a while. Dave Blazer, where are these guys at? Where are you guys at, yo? Um, it's like they're laying low. I don't like it. Waiting uh, for something to happen. Although I, I think they were all chiming in on Brent's uh, Funko pop for a minute there, but that's about it. All right. Well, there's a little hole in my heart without those guys. So, um, <laughs> all right. So, the the episode a little bit like a, a two for here. We're um, we're gonna talk a little bit about being on the road with Night Ranger. I, you know went out for a couple days um so what was that date it would have been early august i can't remember it was um oh hey i went and saw judas priest too hey yeah Uh, side note um how was that because that happened here in nashville boy ticket sales were slim and i almost went i i did not go and i i I regret it just a skosh but so i just couldn't make it how do you know they were slim uh, I, so another guy who does another podcast lives here in Nashville and he had posted a picture of available seats at the arena and it did not look good for the time. Now it may have changed, but it, it was, it looked more open seats and a war field. Seats. I saw them in Charleston, West Virginia. And, you know, um, I mean, yes, it's a Mecca, uh, entertainment capital, yeah. but, uh, it goes without saying, Josh, you didn't even have to give us that it's an older it's a very old um actually like arena uh it was i think built in the 50s um so the people that had bought the upper level tickets when they were going through the gates they had to go to another table and get new tickets because they had closed off the upper deck um and i don't mean any knock on them i was just curious how it was where you were because i it- was somewhat surprised at because i saw them in 2019 19 i saw them in detroit and i mean they might have i'm trying to think what they it was you know saxon open for them it may have been a smaller it was smaller but i mean it was still probably five six thousand seater and it was packed uh this place was bigger but there wasn't five thousand people there i mean it was i mean it was kind of empty yes so um it was it was slim but yeah just you know it's um, i I know i mean time's moving by and i get it just it it, i was surprised when this friend showed the pictures of the availability i was like oh my god that because i i know the arena i had just worked that arena for my gig job that i do and i was like they're playing the municipal auditorium and like when you put a rock show in there they you know they close off a third of the arena so yeah and they had queensrike opening now i mean queensrike you know queensrike i mean they sounded good but i mean i was surprised queensrike didn't play um they did not play silent lucidity they did not play um jet city woman um, they did not play, uh, and I'm not a big Queensryche fan, so I don't know like all their Take songs, deep on, yeah. but did I they know play anything off of Empire. They played Empire, 
Empire. Uh, what's the other song? Rainy Days or something like that. Another Rainy Night Without You. I like that song. I don't think they played that either. Um, Interesting. So, um, yeah. Well, I think, and I don't know this, but I believe that in terms of Queensryche, they're trying to move away from a lot of the Jeff Tate stuff and stick with the Todd Latoura stuff. Because well, here's the thing. To I mean, me, he's been with them forever, but the problem you have is... Most people are going to that show to hear the Jeff Tate it's era. Di- it's different, I think, if like you're, hey, it's Queensryche at this theater. You can be a little bit more adventurous when you're playing an, an opening, opening set. And it's not, you know, this is my only time seeing Queensryche. Um, I'm not impressed. I, I, it's just another opening band of songs I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, and I'm fine. You know, maybe you don't, you know, play, you know, Silent Lucidity, but all right, play Jet City Woman or play one, you know, you, you know, play you, something to keep me there because otherwise I'm going out to the concession stand. And uh, so, yeah. Well, that was kind of my fear. So I didn't go, I love Queensryche. And when I say that, I love Queensryche up until Empire. For me, everything after Empire, I lost interest in. Priest, I don't love, but I wanted to see because out of like, that's a legendary band. I need to go see this band. I can't recall that I've ever seen them. So I was like, I should go and uh You've probably seen him like three times yeah that's what i said brent to refresh my memory like maybe i did see it and love it i don't recall but um, um but i alas i did not go so uh, the thing about priest is they will play whatever they want like yeah. they will dig into you know their records and play stuff that wasn't hits and just cool stuff or you know they do play you know their hits they actually i think played more hits when i saw, saw them now than i did three or four years ago like yeah they didn't play like living after midnight or one of those big songs they didn't oh, play. So yeah or breaking uh, the law or something like yeah, that and they did play these ones uh they i was just happy when they do uh you know electric eye i mean that sure uh, so uh um but they did that so anyways so i did i did go and um do that but uh um i went to Waukegan. When the hell did I do that? April 1st. That's right. Um, well, I left Wednesday, I left Wednesday morning to Wednesday evening. I don't know. And uh, so Thursday night. So I originally originally wasn't going to go to the show, the Waukegan show, um, Friday night, a little bit north of Chicago. Um, I was debating it, but and then me and Eric were talking earlier in the week, and he mentioned playing in under the street lamp up in milwaukee he's like i'm up in milwaukee right now and under the street lamp is i i think the story goes you had jersey boys the musical yeah so jersey boys after that ends those guys create kind of like a touring act but call it under the street lamp okay right so it's you know all those 60s early 70s songs and stuff um and eric used to play in that and whenever his schedule allows they always want him you know to come and uh do the shows uh so he was at in milwaukee at the uh, i can't remember the potawatomi casino the big casino that's down um downtown there and i was like you know what dude yeah like let's you know that kind of pushed like i can go see that show you know have a couple beers with eric so um that pushed it so i showed up you know thursday um and uh 
um, we had a meeting there. We got lunch. Um, he went and changed guys, you know, um, while I went in, saw sound check with him. Um, and it's weird. Cause you know, you always see Eric, you know, in the night ranger get up, but he's got like a tux. They all got tuxes on. He's got the fedora and he's just back here playing all kinds of different music. And I, you know, I like that kind of music. You sure. know, so it was, it was fun to see. So, uh, we sound check. He introduced me to all the guys. We went and had lunch or I guess an early dinner. Um, and then went to the show. They set, they hooked me up. I was right in the very front. Um, I went live on his page and my page. Uh, so you got to see a different side of Eric. It was cool that I was able, we did a time of the season by zombies because they let him do this solo. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I was in a, the worst angle for it because I had to go through the guys on stage to get to Eric, but I was able to, you know, get at least him doing the solo and stuff. So that was cool to see that. And after the show, we we went to the bar in the casino and you know had some uh, some uh, some beers and uh, it was a good time. I that's where I designed my uh, April Fools thing with Eric yeah. sitting there, and he's like, "Brad's going to kill me." Um, <laughs> So uh yeah, so the next day uh um we met and he you know I'd said like do you need a ride when we first started talking about it in early week. He's like, Well, I do you know, he was gonna get one, but he's like, I like ride down with me. And um so uh yeah, we hopped in my little silver car and cruised from Milwaukee down to uh um down to Waukegan playing some Tommy Bull and teaser record. Uh, and uh, he had never heard that record, but he knew Tommy Bullen from Billy Cobham and stuff like that. So uh, we were really getting into that. So we pulled up to the venue and. Uh, hold on, hold on a second. Let's just, let's take a moment to just appreciate the fact that uh, you're driving the keyboard player from Night Ranger from one gig to another. Uh, just to- like it's. Uh, Hey Josh, can you give me a ride? It's like, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, hop in, man. I'll take you. Um, like you yeah. gotta, you can't just gloss over that. Like that is, uh, I would think most people that I know, most people that are listening to this show, and most people on our fan page, that's kind of a dream come true. <laughs> I mean, well, it, and it is. I mean, it's uh, it's just, it, just so casual. Like, yeah, so there we can ride. Everybody, everybody gets to know Eric. You know, Eric's such a a good guy, easygoing guy. It's like, yeah. And he looks, I think the big thing too, is he looks so different on stage with Night Ranger. You know, it's like when he's not on stage with Night Ranger, it's almost like another person. Like, you know, it's like, I don't know. You don't see him that way. Uh, So, um, but yeah, we, you know, bullshitted and listened to some records and uh, pulled into the, uh, the theater there, the Genesee Theater in Waukegan. Um, which isn't that the first place in america they did the uh dawn of madness show i think so because i wanted to go so bad i think that was right around when my son was born so you know i you know it was kind of not doing as much. like a sophie's choice for you which one do you pick here yeah um looking back i made the wrong decision (laughs) but uh uh so yeah you know it's it was a great you know nice theater a lot you know it's like little things stuff you don't think of like um 
you know, the hallways are big, you know, there's two dressing rooms, there's a production room. So like I can go in, I can talk to Ed and you're not on top of everybody and you yeah. can kind of disappear if you need to. So, you know, me and Eric showed up. I think we were there a little bit. We got there before the rest of the band did. Um, so, uh, but yeah, um, band shows up, everybody, you know, just we all kind of hang out and talk and they did some sound checking um, and, you know, a little discussion, some discussion and they were playing, you know, sound checking High Road, Call My Name, Penny, and I'm pushing that stuff. And I uh, Neverland, you weren't pushing a little uh, slap well, like being born or. Well, you got to, you know. They got to probably be able to remember how to, you know, remember <laughs> the song, first of all. But those were songs that were still in the memory. You know, they like call my name's been played a couple times yeah. in the last couple months. Um, and, I, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, do that. And uh, High Road and Call My Name made the set list. And it was cool hearing High Road again. We haven't heard that in a while. Um, yeah, great song. And, but yeah, I mean, I got, uh, and family was there you know i uh, i i saw those pictures um eric's parents eric's mom was there along with uh his sister and her uh her husband and their kids his nephews so you know i went out before the show and got the kids all guitar picks and um and took care of them and you know the show started i think i went live on fans in motion like from like behind the side stage just a different angle um yeah. so i think i did two songs call my name and high road i think the two yeah. songs so if you're on fans of motion facebook you would have saw those things live from behind i was behind eric and looking out at jack and kelly um after the show you know it was again it's a just they had it set up good um they were able to meet you know their family and stuff i went i talked to eric's like why don't you go live you know let's go live you know your whole family's here so if you go to eric's page you can you know he introduces his mom and his sister yep. and everybody it was it was a it was a good time and uh i'm sure i'm missing you know something but uh, uh me and jack talked about the two new tracks that are coming out next weekend um what's funny is like what's so you know what songs are coming out and i was like you know free and oh i love that song you know it's like they can't even remember like what what did we put on the record and what didn't we uh so we talked about those two new tracks um yeah just a uh, good time i saw some you know obviously fans of motion people went out and uh said hi craig sirky i think his name is and his, um shannon was with him and i saw oh shoot daniel i think his name is uh and mike smith was there he's always at those shows anywhere uh in the midwest so um yeah good time uh yeah and i you know and i i was with basically those guys all left i stayed with the crew a little bit said goodbye then i took off so it's a good show um good time and i got some decent photos and you know the live videos and everything so good stuff hopefully like i said with yeah. some of these shows coming up uh we're able to do that stuff and get you know behind the scenes stuff and 
you know, they're, and we're, everybody's still filling each other out. You know, it's like, they're getting to trust me. I mean, obviously I'm a little closer with Eric and um, yeah. Kelly and then but me and Jack and, you know, like Brad wasn't there, but so it's, you know, hopefully we just, it keeps going and we keep, you know, getting better stuff out there. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it's weird. It's cool. What? Almost two years. Living the dream though, man. Yeah, well, you know, we, uh, you know, you could be, you know, <laughs> you, you, we need to get you going, man. You, you get uh, this, uh, this podcast, uh, empire you, going, Josh, look what I got you. You need to, uh, you know, I need you to get places earlier instead yeah. of not earlier Then you got to so go rolling eat, in right before the show starts, whatever hamburger joint you're at. Um, <laughs> but, uh, oh, here's the set list. Let's take a look. Yes, I mean it's it's pretty standard, but there is your call my name and uh, high road. Nice. So there is that. Was there an opener for them, or just them? There was not an opener. That's cool. I like that. So uh, very cool theater. Um, had a lot of history. Uh, been there since I think the twenties, thirties, somewhere around there um and they sold a lot of tick like walk-up tickets it went from you know some rows in the back and the rows up in the balcony being open to where they weren't you know the day yeah. the day of sh you know the, when the show started so they had a good walk-up crowd and right so yeah good stuff good so there you go so let's jump into let's talk 12 inches josh 12 inches of pure enjoyment so 12 inch singles like we said have a better little yeah you know, but i don't know everything about them i'm not an expert so if you know something feel free to comment and correct me um but these were all promotional items sent to the radio stations play our song um not available you know not available for purchase and again they're they're you know they're bigger than the seven inch 45 because you can like the grooves can be bigger the sound can be better and so djs like disco era that's where they really came into was the djs would you know put them on and you could have superior sound and you could put more on there than you could a 45 all right um and then with like you know the turntables you know and the wrapping and stuff people liked them because they were bigger so you could find your spot that you like to do the back and forth on and oh, yeah. there you know so um so the first one i will show is this now most of them aren't going to be this exciting but here you go don't tell me you love me a maxi single from germany on bellophone records so you got the you know a photo that's not readily used too much yeah I mean, Brad on an Explorer guitar. Yeah, look how young they look. So this, like I said, 19. Now, you're saying that these were these were not never commercially available. Every one of these is a this, promo. Uh, this one, I mean, to may, a degree. This one being from Europe, maybe. Because it I looks like it, the way it's packaged, it looks like it, it was available for resale. This, yeah, but most of them aren't like this. Yeah, that's um, what So this is, like I said, 1983 Boardwalk. Uh, manufactured by Bellaphone in Germany. So you can see where they got the different 
single. So this one here is commercial and probably the only one except for maybe one more. There might be another one. Uh, but, you know, it's Bobby Womack, Rick James, Stevie Wonder, The Temptations, The Commodores, uh, Smokey Robinson. You do have a couple rock ones, Joan Jett um, and 707 and Survivor. So, um, and you can usually get these for about 20 bucks. I mean, probably the most you're going to pay is because of the shipping. So you can see, though. Yeah. You know, just how big, you know, like most of the time, you know, you got about that much on, you know, finding the needle for your song. And that's just where, one song on each side, right? Well, I think this is two. I think it's, it's night. I think, well, no, this might be the entire track. No, yeah, this is just all Don't Tell Me You Love Me. And then the B, the, B, the B side is Night Ranger. So there you go. Uh, don't tell hey. me you love me. Quick side note. You said 707, I believe. Kiss uh, tie into Ace Frilly there. Wasn't that Todd Howarth's band, 707? Well, he joined a little bit later, but he's on this record. Well, he joined later in 707, but he is in this picture. He's on the yeah. far whatever right yeah. there. Bam. Far right. Far right. Uh, and yeah, Mr. Um, uh, he, he was instrumental in Ace Frilly's solo career right, when he, right after he left Kiss. Yep. Those that care, um, all right, Frilly's Comet to be exact. I don't know if there is one if they have these for Don't Tell Me You Love Me or Sing Me Away. Uh, I don't have them. I would think if I saw them, I would get them. So I guess I need to do a little research, you know, if in case I get a podcast and do an episode on 12 inch vinyl. But yeah. uh, so the next one we have is Young Girl in Love. So you can see they just come. In this white, right. this generic, and again, you can see. So, young girl in love. You can see where it says promotional copy. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. They should have flipped it over. Call my Call name. Call my name. Promotional copy. Um, and that's printed on the label, right? Not stamped like a gold stamp yeah, would no, be on it, those these, albums these, back in the day. These labels are printed, and this thing is perfect. I mean, no one played this. Um, Clear, clearly. So, uh, so you can, you know, it's got the promotional stamp on there now. So I have this one. I wonder if there's a difference in these. Um, that that stereo said yeah. So if you look here. All right. What side does it say stereo? And what side does it say side one stereo? Uh, okay, young girl in love, side one stereo. What side is this on for you, right there? Uh, that's okay. the left side for me. All right. What side is it on this one? Uh, the right side. So you can see that it's still it's the same. It's the same promo copy. And this one actually came with it stamped. There's that stamp, yeah. All right. Loan so, for promotion. Were they supposed to return those? <laughs> no, but they could be asked for them back. That covers them. And that has happened before. Uh, there is a Prince promo that's out there that they 
pushed out and then at the very last minute he didn't want it out there they went around and grabbed them and they got almost all of them yeah right this one guy he used to work in the business just found like a couple like he had i think he sold for like twenty thousand bucks oh so um so you can see there's variations to them again boardwalk probably had a couple of different pressing plants um and so you you know you have those two variations where the one says side one on the right side and the other one says side one on the left side um the music's the same but you know there's a label variation there so you just think that'd be just a standard uh, file i mean i don't know how they did it back then but i'm sure it was somewhat computer-based wasn't it or maybe it was was it i don't know set but it's probably one plant doing something and the other plant doing something and they just don't match up um or you know on some records they would press ten thousand, and then six months later oh we need another ten thousand. um and maybe they you know we you know put the information back on and they put the logo somewhere else um that's all there is for dawn patrol you've got that that german don't tell me you love me and you have young girl in love the two variations yeah um now i don't have i have these in just an order that they're on the record not that they're released so um this one's a little unique because it was never released commercially except for in germany but it was released as a single in the states but it was never on a 45 and it was never released commercially so here is the 12 inch single for it up rumors in the air yeah so you can see it's got mca records so this one does have a mca record sleeve you can see it's very minimal it's just black and white mca records but um and and this will be kind of the standard going out is you will have it will have rumors in the air on side one and on side two you will have a slightly edited version so on side one rumors in the air is four minutes and 31 seconds on side two, it's three minutes, 54 seconds. So about a half minute. Um, and this may be the only place where you can find that edited version of Rumors right. in the Air. So if you're a hardcore person wanting something different, um, you know, you may want to track these down. Um, I would assume that, and I shouldn't, but... Um, I would assume that it's an edited version and not extended. Um, that has happened where sometimes they, um, you know, they will extend. So rumors in the air, four minutes and 33 seconds on the record. So there's 30 seconds cut off there. So you'll never, you know, that's the only place where you'll hear that edited version. Yeah. Um, well, shit. All right. So, on this, what side is the camel logo on? Right. 
So now I doubt this is the original. It could be. This might be what this record came in. But here is Rumors in the Air again. And what side is the camel logo on? On the left. So there is a variation there. Some other little variations, but the camel logo is the biggest one yeah. to find. So you can see, you know, Night Ranger 12 inch, um, 12 inch promo. Uh, again, you got the the two, you know, the two different times, 354 and 431. Have you ever listened to it to see what the difference is, or do you know what the difference is? I is probably it like the solo or the uh, fade out or something. Um, I probably listened to it when I got it, but I don't want to listen to it before we did this episode. But uh, I didn't mean to put you on spot. I was just curious um, if you knew. Tune in next week. Uh, so, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I need to. I got everything else but a record player hooked up in this room. Need to throw that on there and um, I'll play it next week. Remind me. And I will throw it on the turntable and record it, and um, I'll play it and show you the uh, Make a note here. show you the edit. So the next one again, it's got the that MCA, you know, cover. I don't have a different variation of this. Not that it doesn't exist. But um, I do not have one with like, you know, the camel label on other sides. So here is Sister Christian. And they label this as long version and short version. And some of us have heard the radio sometimes plays the short version, which the short version I think cuts out a little bit of a chorus and some of Brad's guitar solo. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, because you can hear, I think on YouTube, the, um, the extend, you know, the, I won't say extended cause it's a standard version. The actual but, version. Um, but uh, if, yeah, if you listen on the, on the radio, sometimes you'll hear them kind of like high enough from damn Yankees. There's the version you heard on the radio a lot yeah. was cutting out a lot of the guitar solo. Um, and it just doesn't sound right. But uh, same with Sister Christian. It cuts out the uh, guitar. So that's the only version that I have of, of that. And uh, again, you have one for when you close your eyes. I only have the one version. So I don't know if there's another one out there. And I have looked and just never found it. So, um, and you can see here, this is, so you can see also the different MCA standard you know copy there and there is a promo sticker but i don't think it was put there from um from mca it's only rock and roll and you'll like it heavy lenny promotions so if anyone knows what heavy lenny promotions <laughs> there you go but on this you have 407 407 so it's the same you know it's the same version on both sides there's not an edit yeah uh, to that now there is differences on I gotta I'd have to see you can't really hardly tell. Um, but the what the cassette version versus the record version of Don't Tell Me You Love Me in the first verse, the way Jack holds out certain notes is different. And like they used 
the the if you listen to the version on the Midnight Madness CD and compared to the Midnight or the Greatest Hits of When You Close Your Eyes, that verse is a little bit different because they use the Midnight Madness Master from whatever they use for the cassette. We did. We we talked about that in one of yeah. the episodes. Um, so weird. I'd have to see. And it's hard to tell the difference. I mean, someone a year ago broke it down like really into a science um, better than I did. I remember hearing a little bit and just, all right, this is too much for me. Um, but uh, uh, you can hear it, uh, hear it a little bit. Um, so I don't know what version that would be. So now we go into the seven wishes era we got the promo stamp on this one and this is sentimental street um so you got side one for 10 side two is 350 so they knocked 20 seconds off of it so i'm gonna have to next week you know find these i guess try to get them to see what they are or you could buy these track them down you could do it for us yeah. uh so there is a variation so where is the camel logo on this uh it's on my left on your left so here is another 12 inch of sentimental street short version all right so there's two differences here i'll show you but one is so, all right. So if you look at this, where you said it was on your left. Yes. See where it says, I think it's um, under where it says sentimental street. You will see where it says long version. Yes. All right. So where is the camel on this one? Uh, upper right. All right. So you can see that's different. And then also you can see short version is right next to the title. It's not underneath it. Yes, so go that, up a little bit. I can't see it. Yeah, there you go. Got it. All right. So you can see that just the label is completely different. Again, if you're a collector and this is what you're into, you know, this is why we're we're doing it. I got a couple cooler things. Like I said, these are pretty just, you know, there's not much yeah, to just, them. There's, you know, uh, but this is probably what you were hearing uh, on the radio. So here is four in the morning and it's got the you know it's a down the camel logos down at the bottom i don't have another copy of this so i don't know if there is a variation 352 352 so there's no change yeah. in that but there is one for four in the morning now europe starts doing kind of the same thing um these are european so you can see their MCA and they have the rainbow logo. Yeah. Um, this is so it's very thin, but the you know record comes out like that. Uh, this is these are again, these are from England, and this is sentimental street long version. And then Night Machine on the back. Wow. But again, I don't think these were com you know commercially available, though it does not say anything about it being a promo. So maybe this was 
you know, commercial over there. Maybe Mark Greenaway can let us hook us up. Give us some info on that. So I got another one here of Sentimental Street. I wonder if there's a uh, difference in in these. I don't think there is. So, um, so you got these European twelve inch. So that's a Sentimental Street. Here is uh, Goodbye. I only have one. Yeah. Of these. Um, so this is goodbye 352, goodbye 420. So you got one that's almost 30 seconds less. Um, someone back in the day made oh, some of yeah. their own uh, tags, you know, back probably in a you know, the dot matrix printer, yeah. Rob Herring, Night Ranger, goodbye 12 inch. So he put his own. What if he's on our page? I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, all right. So now we're getting into some unique stuff. I don't. I guess I threw this in the twelve-inch section because I don't know where else to put it. So, if anybody's ever been in the military, you go overseas. You don't have regular radio or radio stations or TV stations. You have the Armed Forces Network. They basically have their own TV channels, their own radio stations. TV channels like they may play, you know, like. I don't know who the fuck talk show hosts are anymore, but you might have Craig Ferguson, Jay Leno, Conan O'Brien, David Letterman from eight to midnight, and they just play them in, you know, in an order. So I remember like at eight o'clock at night when I would get into my area, you know, there's a TV in the back over in Afghanistan and I had always Craig Ferguson would always be on when I came in. So this is something that they would send to, you know, armed forces overseas so armed forces radio and television service u.s government property for use on for use on authorized afrt outlets only other use for reproduction so it's got department of defense um department of defense seal on there yeah and everything else so side i don't know if there's a side one or side two but um so this side let's just say Motorcycle Girl by uh, Crusados. All right. I don't have any other music. How about the boy who the boy who cried wolf? The Style Council. That wasn't right. a big hit for me. Uh, your personal touch, Evelyn Champagne King. Okay. All right. Let my people go. The Winans. I've heard them, but not right. that song. Yeah. Going away, Al Green. No, Al Green. All right. So I don't know what all that was. Maybe that is like gospel or some shit. Well, this side's more of a kind of a rock side, a little bit like a say you, say me, Lionel Richie. Say it for always. Track two, goodbye, Night Ranger. Track Classy. three, face to face, Pete Townsend. Track four is the big money by Rush. Track five, All American Boy by YNT. Note. See library card for additional information. So this was probably in the 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 base library. You could probably check this out and play it. Um, when I was in Saudi Arabia, they still had VHS tapes. So they had like a room with all these VHS tapes. You could go grab one because there's a VCR in your room and yeah. you could watch movies. But uh, so this is probably how they have that. So here's the label. 
uh, track two Night yeah. Ranger. So there you go with that. And I, again, there is importance to these because this is the only place, except one other place, I guess, that you can get this this song and it's this is the only place where you can get anything that has like night ranger logo labeling with it all right so here is the 12 inch single of wild and innocent youth nice by night bound soundtrack so you can get this on the out of bounds soundtrack but you don't get the hype sticker promoting night ranger so here is the 45 Wild and Innocent Youth, Jack Blades, Kelly King, three minutes and 33 seconds. Same as track or on the other side. So, again, you want to get it with that's the important thing is this um, the Wild and Innocent Youth by Night Ranger Out of Bounds hype sticker. So, this was kind of released as a single that didn't probably get played too much, but um. But wow. that, that's a really good song too. It just uh, man, but can you imagine hearing that in concert today. That'd blow your mind. It would. Um, I don't know if there's anything different there. Looks the same. So, um, yeah. So that's the only place you're going to get. Probably the sound quality is even better because again, it's a 12 inch compared to the full length album on the out of bounds soundtrack and i think it was chris stuvik i think his name is yeah he's out on the west coast hardcore fan those you know he's more into like the audio like some of this other rare stuff than i am he um took out of the movie because the version that's played at the end of out of bounds is different than what's on the soundtrack and what's on that okay and it's very different. So if you if you go and listen to out of you know the this version on um, on the record or this version, and it's usually the version you'll find on YouTube, it's not the same version that is played at the end of the movie. So you got to get you know watch the movie uh, to hear that different version. So again, this is where we're getting these rare some of these rare songs. Um, this is a 12-inch promotional single, not for sale. So someone gave that to you. Secret of my success. Look at that. So this is a promotional copy, so it's got the white label. Well, a ton of writing underneath of it. Jeez. Well, it had like 18 co-writers. <laughs> so this is, you know, this is from the US and it's got you know, they're definitely pushing this. You know, they give this promo copy an actual cover yeah. um, to push it. And let's see here. There is variations of this. So if you look here, what side is the camel logo on? On the right. Raise it up, Aaron. And here is the exact same thing. Maybe this might have been the original sleeve. The other one was just a plastic sleeve. So you can see they use the MCA. Yeah. What side is the camel logo on there? Left-hand side. So there is a variation to that. So um, 
again, it's, you know, unique cover. It's only where you're going to get this 12 inch cover for secret of my success. Now you get, like I said, you're getting into some cooler stuff. This is kind of hard to get. Um, this is the 12 inch single Wow! for secret of my success. So you got, you know, the movie soundtrack photo, you got the night Ranger logo there secret of my success um so this is all right so this is i want to say this is german but maybe not um yes yeah, so this is german so this was probably germany and france so what's cool about this is you know you got this cool kind of front but you have this photo that I'm pretty sure this is about the only place this was used. Yeah, it's interesting. It looks like it's from the same photo session. It's from the same photo session. Just no one's smiling. It's just they never, you know, this isn't in like the inner sleeve of big life or anything. Yeah. And it's one of the very few places that they, you know, for audio, you can have Sister Christian live. Now it's pulled from the VHS. So say, where's it from? The Seven so, Wishes tour? No, it's from, you know, the VHS release they had. Yeah. From Irvine Meadows. So yeah, yeah. this, you know, they also record it for Westwood One. So this is pulled from it. So gotcha. it's from that. But so side one is Secret of My Success. Side two is Carry On and Sister Christian Live. But it's, again, the only place you can find that live except if you get westwood one or i think there's another one of these 12 inches that have it so um and this has like a little pr copy sticker yeah. on it and um but uh but yeah you got uh like i said that unique photo on the back and the cool cover Sister Christian Live, recorded live at Irvine Meadows, California from the MCA video Night Ranger 7 Wishes Tour. Produced by Jack Blades, Alan Fitzgerald, and Brad Gillis. Kind of weird that they put them as the producers. So it's like, credit there. What was, what was Kelly and Jeff doing, I guess? I don't know. Um, so there is that kind of unique. Now, uh, Color Your Smile, again, never released on 45, except for Spain. Uh, it's I was the, like, if you look for me, I'm like, I have Mexico. It's, it's that one that has like the, the you know, you know, like the old kaboom bombs, you know, like the circle oh, bomb. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. It's that one. I remember right? you showed us that, yeah. All right. So, so, but it was released in the States as a single, never commercially. But you remember it was there was a video that never got played hardly. Yeah. And they this is the 12 inch single. So they changed the so the you know the sleeve that they come in is now changed. It's just like silver, but it's still the white. It's yeah. still that white label. Okay. Yeah. Um color your smile 413. And let's see if they 413 on both sides yeah so again that's the only way that was released um besides the music video in the states but england or is it either let's see here germany gets color your smile ramped up look at this 
So here is Color Your Smile from Germany. Hype sticker. Special 12-inch single featuring two live tracks. Two live tracks. So you all right there, Sleepy? Yeah. All right. So I I got a massive thunderstorm brewing through. My radar keeps going off on the right-hand side here. Color Your Smile. And when you close your eyes and don't tell me you love me, live. Well, wait. Don't tell me you love me. I don't think is live, right? They promised no, they, two yeah. live tracks. No, yep. So they are both live. So when you close your eyes, yeah. and don't tell me you love me. So where the other one had Sister Christian, these yeah. has this has uh, when you close your eyes and don't tell me you love me. But even though they say they're from the MCA video, that's the Seven Wishes tour. They say that it's they're produced by Pat Glasser instead of what Alan, Jack, and Brad. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, because Pat didn't produce that video. Um, he did produce the original songs, but yeah. um, but anyways, again, this is the only place where you can find those two tracks, you know, pulled off like on a vinyl or something. On a vinyl, except for that Westwood one. And then you have again color. Oh shit! Color, Easy hero. So this is color your smile, and this is from where? Let's see here. This is from England. So this was commercially available. You got color your smile. Girls all like Girls it. Girls all like it. When you close your eyes and don't tell me you love me. So it's got those two live tracks. But it's also got the unreleased song, Girls All Like It. Yeah, we're going to have to get our friend Mark Greenway to do some uh, some weekend drives and do some digging for us over there. <laughs> so Girls All Like It, for those that don't know, I mean, Night Ranger doesn't have like a, a lot of unreleased stuff out there no. or rare stuff. Uh, Wild and Innocent Youth is one. Girls All Like It is two. And where do you find these at? The 12-inch collections. Yeah, so, I mean, what else is there? That's it. We're all I would the, think that's all that there is, right? I mean, you got some of the bonus tracks, you know, from our later records the last couple of decades, but from that classic era in the 80s, you really just have Girls All Like It and Wild and Innocent Youth. So there is England, 12-inch Girls All Like It, and Don't Tell Me You Love Me, and um, When You Close Your Eyes Live. So then they go back to the standard white sleeve. Looks this good. Is Hearts Away album version, single version, album version four minutes fifty eight seconds, single version three minutes fifty nine seconds. And Hearts Away. So what was this time? Was that a a minute cut off? A, a minute cut off. I have to. Now, wait a minute. That's, that's a lot of editing right there. I know. We're going to have to. Uh, maybe we'll do a, a little mini episode next week where I'll break it. Off. I mean, because I got to know, like, I get you want to yeah. cut 30 seconds. You can cut the fade out, you know, the long fade out. But what do you cut a minute out of hearts away? And then the last one, this is it. I'm really intrigued by that now. And I'm pretty sure this is the U.S. version. Again, they change it again. And this is I Did It For Love. Uh, four minutes and 44 seconds. Four minutes and 44 seconds. So no change. No edit on that, Jim. No. 
Um, and I don't think these are variations. I think I just got doubles. So it's a tub. Yep. So the last one from the classic era, last 12 inch, they don't nothing else produced after that. I did it for love. So I definitely think we got a, a bonus episode of just playing the you you have to spend all the time finding the differences. Yeah, it's gonna be and then mark it. So a couple things. Uh, I'm curious, and maybe you have the ability to do this, but a, a digital catalog of all the Night Ranger songs. So, I mean, I don't know if you have them all in, digitally recorded, uh, like the, the the Wild and Innocent Youth and all that. Mm-hmm. But that would be kind of cool to have a, a a clearinghouse where you could go. Again, there's another artist that I like. Uh, I was saying about earlier the independent artist, and someone has gone through and cataloged everything. It's on digital, and now I'm sure he gives it away illegally, bootlegging it. But it's out there. If you need the songs, any song by this artist, you can go to him, and he can get it for you. Yeah, I'm I not mean, saying you need to do that. Uh, but I'm curious if someone has done that. Well, somewhat because you can go to YouTube and you know yeah. they they have where you can listen to these tracks now i don't know if the single versions i mean what's the demand of i want to hear a cut up version of sentimental street uh, slim and not next to none um so and obviously i haven't listened to them since i first got them to know oh that's missing or this is missing um well maybe someone listen to this uh, will chime in with that information and tell us maybe save you a little bit of time <laughs> but as i'll tell you i also years ago uh, I, a mutual, a friend of mine got, gave me a, like a, I think it's a three terabyte hard drive that it's from basically a radio station and has all the music on it that they would just pull the digital files from uh, up until a certain period. I, I forget what, when it ended, but for example, it had like five versions of one by Metallica. So when you're at the radio station, you're pulling it up. It's like, do you want the edit? Do you want the long play? And you could find it. And so you go into Metallica and it has all their soft, and then you have all these edits. And it's pretty fascinating to just scroll through. And like, my God, that's why, it's, that's why it's, it's so much memory because there's of a hit song, there might be five versions of each hit song, like a, like a promo version, a commercial version, the original version. And if you really I didn't did, look through to see what the Night Ranger stuff is. Oh, I should do that. You know, and there, and there is stuff out there like, trying to think like free ride by edgar yeah. winter group like the version that's on the radio and i could be wrong on this but it's somewhere in this this is how it works the version on the radio is the single version that's not on the record like the record version is different than yeah. what's always on the is radio longer <laughs> i think it, like musically it sounds different like you know like the the bass is di- i don't know something yeah. you know where they're like you know it's 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 not like an edit like where they just cut music out, like the mix is different. And, and that's what I really got to do. Like the kiss 45s, um, the mixes on those 45s are different than what's on the record. So not only would you maybe get it like an edit, but you would get a different mix where, you know, the guitar is louder, the the drums are not as loud or uh, not as tinny sounding. You know, because, early, some of the early stuff, the the, the audio, the well, a little more, a little more bass in them. You know, they were sometimes designed. I'm trying to think, like they would be played on. 
I don't know. There's there was a reason why certain records were designed certain ways because um, when they started playing them on FM, they were going through car radios. Yeah. So like they would turn, you know, the the treble down and you know on certain records. Yeah. So they the way they came out of car radios. Again, I'm not an expert. I just remember reading stuff about that. So, um, you know, but like I said, the 12 inch, and obviously you can even see I don't mess with them a lot because i don't even have labels made for these yet whereas all my records you know regular yeah. records i have labels made uh but there's some very unique stuff i mean it's the only place you're going to find wild and innocent youth the only place you're going to find girls all like it so um watch the 12 inch single market just take off <laughs> here in the next <laughs> josh like yeah. damn it um i i'm pretty sure i got everything um Again, some of the variations, you know, like we I showed were just by when we first started this, I would go through everything. So like one day I would grab all those 12 inch records. Okay, I got, you know, sing me. I, I don't have single. I don't think I made it, but let's say I have sentimental street, right? Okay, here's the copy I have. And I would go through and look at all the photos of 12 inch sentimental streets. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's logos on the other side so fuck i gotta buy it you know so i had to go through and and same with all the 45s and all the different variations and the promos you know starting this out man i spent a nice little chunk of change just to get it's, you know all the variations and it's crazy and, and i know you're part of that world i mean it's how you and brent initially met was via kiss collecting stuff and i just know growing up with brent and I watched how he'd pick up so many variations of copies of things. And uh, it's a lot. I don't, I mean, I don't really, I mean, night, I did it for night ranger. I only did it really because of the podcast. Like I had a copy, but I didn't give a shit if this got you back into it. Well, I didn't give a shit if the logo was on the opposite side. Yeah. Um, I, I knew there was a little bit of variations. I didn't know there was that many. And, but when we started this, it's like, all right, I need to kind of become an expert a little bit more on some of this stuff. And so yeah. I just started looking at it and, you know, then after you think you get everything now, it's like, okay, I need to get everything. So I'm like, <laughs> Oh, I've never seen that. I need to get that. And yeah. Um, when you get in that, that mood, that, that uh, mode, you're searching wherever you know you're doing your shopping and you start looking for all right what if i find this variation of something or what if i type in these combination of words like oh there's something i didn't know i i didn't know i needed well that young girl in love 45 we showed earlier you know it's like it's hard to get it's not like it's expensive like i could have got it for 20 bucks yeah you know eight months ago but I'm like i'm not spending 20 bucks well I'll find it someone's going to post it for three bucks three bucks shipping Yep. And that's when I'm going to get it and I'll just wait. And they did. And I'm the only nerd out there that, you know, knows that, Oh, that copy's different than the other 10 copies out there because it's not a promotional copy. So uh, good times. There we go. There we go. So, uh, um, God, if you're still listening to this, if you're still listening to this, you're probably a dude. Um, yeah. you know, uh, your wife You're probably okay with major league baseball not changing the time of the game You're yeah. okay if it drags out your your wife's probably pissed at you right now for not spending time with her 
I'm sure yeah. mine is wondering what the hell is going on. Or if she's not pissed, that's because she has someone else. Uh, I mean, I, I've said it before. My wife initially said, after like the first like two episodes, she's like, what could you still be talking about? Like, how do you talk about Night Ranger for like you know, two hours or three hours? And I was like, clearly you're not a subscriber to the show. <laughs> she just laughed. She's like, do you want me to be? I was like, no, but what do you, if you want to know something on Night Ranger... We are well. So uh, the the guy who's new to kind of new to posting on the page, at David Lowry, is a guy that I work with uh, in my job, and we just struck up a conversation one day. And I knew he played oddly enough. You'll appreciate this. He played in a Queensrÿche tribute band uh, as a you know, guitar player, and we got they, to just talking one day at a gig. Jet, they played Jet City Woman. Silent they did City. play Jet City Woman, and. You know, we just got to talking one day, and I uh, mentioned that you know we do this podcast, and it's about Night Rangers. He's like, "Holy, oh, he goes, I know, I know that show." I was like, "I go, oh, you've seen? He goes, well, I've seen an episode or two. And then I think he was already a member of the page, or maybe he wasn't. But uh, he's like, I, "I've done some videos of their stuff." I was like, "Dude, you got to post it! Like, that's what our page is for." And uh, it seems like people would like it. I mean, you know, if you go to his YouTube channel, you'll see a lot of. Um, not to not pushing him or anything, but like he does a, um, he does, he would actually do solos or he'll, he'll do a name this song. And one of the songs he did the solo for Josh was Bitter Pill from Night from uh, Warrant. Hmm. And I was like, man, that's a, that's a deep cut. Like a lot of people do not know that song, which they should, because that's one of Warrant's greatest albums, in my opinion. But, and he, he does like Saga on the Loose, which I was like, holy crap, man. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so if you're out there and you're not on the Facebook page, you're missing yeah. out. Listen, if you if you're not joining Facebook because of, oh, they're going to get my information and privacy. Like, listen, man, I, trust me, no one gives a shit what you're doing. All right. And no they already one, know if you got yeah. an Apple Watch, yeah. they know exactly what you're doing. Um, you know, or an Alexa. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this, on they know. Yeah. So you know, you know, just. Uh, Get on Facebook, join the page. Uh, we're also on Twitter. So go on Twitter's Twitter's nice because I can just retweet things real quick. So if you're, you know, on fans of motion, it, I mean, Twitter is instant. That's what's so great about it. Like if you like news and stuff like that, or certain like, you know, journalists yeah. or writers, everything's so instant. It's just bam, it's right there. Um, so if I see an announcement i can just hit a button bam it's out there to where if i got to post it on you know if i want to make a post on fans of motion i got to put it together i can hit share but even there i gotta hit share i gotta find the group i gotta maybe it'll write something a little quick you know it takes a little bit longer you know 10 15 seconds but um sometimes i just don't want to do it <laughs> so yeah. i'm busy you know it's like i can just hit one little button and it's done on on twitter uh instagram you know, uh, everything's, you know, growing on Instagram. I'm trying, you know, trying to get the art page going more on it. But, uh, um, usually what I'll do is if, if we do something on Kelly, Jack or night Rangers page, sometimes I'll throw a different variation on Instagram, just to change it up. So maybe where, if it's a color photo on Facebook, it's a black and white on, um, one of those pages. So, um, but yeah, if you know, go to Facebook, 
Instagram, Twitter, like fans in motion. If you're listening to this on YouTube, go click subscribe. You know, leave us a comment. Uh, make me happy. Make me feel like tell Josh how wrong he is. Yeah, that's the best that, part of the comments. I'm, I'm fine with it, but uh, uh <laughs> no, he's not. But uh, he'll read it. He won't shy away from it, which is a good thing. He will yeah. read your comments. Yeah, I wish I had time to like sit there and because re- I always like I need to reply to that, but like I don't want to do just do one or two sentences yeah. you know i want to you know really let them have it like you have a conversation and uh i never really have that block of time to uh you know yeah put it how i want so um so yeah click subscribe on the uh youtube station there and uh the fate the the website is through me a new a glitch i still haven't sat down and reconfigured everything sure. it's all with the mp3 part so I got to go in and do that. So when I do that, the, the website will be updated. Once we get that updated, then you're going to be able to get the, the Shell Blades episode and this episode on you know, Apple Podcasts, Audio Max, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and all that other grand stuff. And Jack's yeah. got a birthday coming up April 24, something like that. So um, there you go. So... Andrew, I think that's all I got, brother. Josh, that's all I need, my friend. All right. This took I'm about longer. to hunk, hunker down here in the bunker. Man. I got a thunderstorm, bro. The thunder rolls. I got, uh, real quick, I got two Garth Brooks concerts coming up this week. Yeehaw. It's two more than you need. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you so much. If you're still watching, God bless you. Find another hobby. But tell a friend and uh, tell an subscribe. enemy, too. Yeah, tell you tell if you don't like it, tell your friends. You got to go check out this crappy. Hey, podcast. you know you know what you need to do. Actually, let's do this. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll do I'll do at the beginning of because there's like two people watching right now. So I'll do it at the beginning of the next yeah. episode. All right. So, uh, anyways, hey, thanks. We love you. Thank you. Later.